Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another post-match Berardi and Cork. Uh, I'm Carl. I'm joined by Gilly. How's it going, man? Could be better, could be worse. Pound. <laughs> we'll be discussing all of the uh, ins and outs of the game today. Uh, we sent a link out in a tweet as well. Uh, if you want to come on and join us for an old yarn and see what the crack is and have your say, feel free to use the link. We'll add you once you're in the, the lobby. Gilly, roll that video, man. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. So, uh, yeah, welcome to another post-match uh, podcast brought to you by us lunatics at Berardi and Cook. Um, so, Gilly, um, we've mentioned that there's a tweet gone out there. If anyone wants to join in, please feel free. Uh, we will add you in the, the old chat. Um, let's just get into uh, let's get into a Gilly, man. Um from the start, we were all a bit apprehensive as to how it was going to go. Um, how do you think it went on the feeling that you had going into the game? Uh, yeah, I think um, there could easily have been a fairly major hangover when when you've had somebody there as influential as, as Bielsa had been over a period uh, and then instantly not there. You know, that, that, that shock factor can really... Uh, impact aside, and I, I don't think I saw that in, you know, regardless of how the players are feeling about it, and I, and, and I know there's been a lot of toing and froing on, or um, there's, there's a bit of spin, all the players looking happy all of a sudden, things like that. I think um, aside to that, because uh, I, I don't I don't really buy that. Um, I think the players will miss him and they owe him a big debt. But at the same time, when you look at the professionalism that they had today, I think that that really came to the fore. Um, and 
I think professionalism is the right word. That's how they set about it. They set about the job, uh, a, a tough ask, a, a tough task to, to go down uh, to, to play against Leicester in, the, in their own backyard, who are a decent side. Mm. Um, and, and I think that Leeds set about it in the right manner, uh, right from the outset. It wasn't a case of a, uh, it took us half an hour to get going. And by the time we did get going, we were two or three nil down. You know, we were in a position where I, I think we we did play well, and I think we played well right from the start. Um, I think if you reflect on some of the words that have been said after the game uh, by Jesse, I, I think when he said the players have got the intelligence to take what he's telling them from the start and to put that into effect in in, in only four days worth of training, um, I think he's, he's he's kind of explained that he's impressed that they've been able to do that. Uh, I am too. I think that's that's quite a big deal, and we were wondering how much he'd be able to change in such a short uh, space of time. Um, I think for me, I was a little bit surprised not to see Farshaw starting, given how crucial he's been to us in, in games this season. Yeah. Uh, however, it came to like just before kickoff that it's because he'd not trained all week. Uh, he'd, he'd trained part of the week, he'd not trained the entirety of the week, is what I mean. Um, so given that and the fact that He'd been trying to get some ideas into them in a very, very short space of time. It kind of makes sense. Um, I think the other, the other element, and and you know, not to uh, blow my own trumpet or anything, but before the game, I said, you know, everybody was saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm quite interested to see how Cock does in defence. Um, maybe he'll get a run in the side in defence." And I said, "I'm not entirely convinced that we'll see him in defence." If you reflect on where he played for Freiburg and and um, where he'd been playing for Germany, uh, I think. Uh, he would have been seen by our new coach playing DMC quite regularly. Um, so to see him in there today, especially if Forshaw's not trained, especially if Calvin's not available, he's not a massive surprise. Um, I do prefer seeing Erling at right back. Uh, but if if he had to get Cock into the middle to get a bit of strength in there, to be, get a bit of control in there and, and, and stand up to the likes of Indeedy, I think that that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Just, just to go back to your point there, that uh, I, I didn't hear the, uh, the 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 post-match interviews. I was walking back from where I was watching it, but um, you mentioned there that he was impressed with how quickly the players have taken on what he's wanted them to do. Do you not think even if Foshaw is only doing half a week uh, of training prior to the game, if he's looking at the players and going right, they're intelligent enough to understand what they're doing. Foshaw's, you know intelligent enough to know that he has to play in that role even if he does three days rather than the five do you not think that would well, have been a better option like if they're saying that he's not he's not trained the whole week and they've only had four days that that might be he's only trained two days out of four maybe he's but, only had even even half of that short time available but, to him I, I guess yeah. um I, I i guess that that's the point but at the same time we also saw him yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it could be that he's seen Cock play there quite a bit and therefore knows that he can trust him in that role. Um, and also, he's able to kind of explain to him. I think we saw a bit of a different uh, Cock today. Some of the balls that you were playing out to the wings, almost, I won't go to say, uh, so far as to say they were Calvin-esque. Um, <laughs> uh, not even slightly. And he's certainly not that player. And I don't want to get any houndings on Twitter <laughs> for, for, for joining yeah. Uh, that, that sort of comparison, that's not what I'm doing. But if you look at the cock we had previously, I think that um, the passes that you were playing today were a bit freer. Um, mm. And I think he's been, a, a, you know, I think there'd been potentially a bit of encouragement to do so. Um, 
so I, I wasn't surprised to see that 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 set up. Um, I, I think I would have preferred to have seen Alien at right back uh, yeah. and Dallas in the middle. Um, yeah. But if you look at if if you weren't playing Farshaw and you end up with Dallas and Click in the middle, they work hard. They do work hard, but it's a bit lightweight and going up against Telemans and Indeed, I think that would have been a bit of a risk. Yeah, we'll get to Ndidi in a little while anyway. I have a few words I'd like to say about that. <laughs> um, um, of course, I mean, the other side to it is actually a, on balance of the game, I think we'd have been okay playing them in there because Leicester didn't seem to want to play through the midfield. It were all long ball. Yeah, Leicester got saw yeah. next looking at the ball going over him because it was what? just a case of, for me, I was really, really surprised at how poor they were. I really was. Yeah, uh, I was. And, and, and it, it, it very much looked like we're going to hold on to the ball at the back for a while um, we're going to pass it around, pass it around, pass it around. Right, I'm going to play a long ball and hope that Vardy turns it into something. That's yeah. what it felt like. I was really well, surprised. It, it, it didn't just feel like it, man. It, it looked like it from watching it on the telly. Like it, 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 like even the halftime analysis was essentially them kind of showing, oh, here's this ball over the top and Vardy makes something of this. And it's like, yeah, but they've, they've, they've essentially bypassed the likes of Tielemans, Barnes, you know, all uh, what was that young fellow on the the left for them today? He was absolutely he was brilliant today. To be fair to him, uh, um, Jewsby Hall, Jewsby Hall, yeah, he, not he not one size. <laughs> I no, mean, that's no. a brilliant nickname for him, but he won't fit all. It was Jewsby Hall. Uh, but like they they were just bypassing the likes of those three players, probably three of their most creative players that they had on the pitch, just lumping it long and hoping that Vardy could get onto it and hold it up. I. I I, I like you. I, I I wasn't overly impressed by the way they played today at all. Like I yeah. I thought we did enough to win the game. To be fair, I thought Schmeichel get man of the match. There's a bit bit of a stretch if I'm being perfectly honest. Like uh, he made three good saves, but you could look at them from a Leeds perspective and gone, he should have scored. We should have yeah. scored each and every one of them. You know what I mean? I, I, so for us. For him to get man in the match for three saves, that when you look at it on again, you're going, we score three of them every time if confidence is through the roof and this and that. You know what I mean? And I get where you're coming from, but who else do you pick? Just don't pick fucking anyone. Sure, when they get tapped before, <laughs> they've got to pick one. They have to yeah. pick one. Yeah, um, well, pick Tielemans. He was far. He was. He had more of an influence on the game than you know. Well, the reason I asked you is um, I had a look on a BBC website just before we clicked um, Let's Go Live, and mm-hmm. um, they, they have picked quite a surprising person because that person is not on the Leicester team. So oh. I'll ask the question again. If you don't pick Michael, who do you pick in that context? Um, maybe Cock. They've gone down James. Have they? Yeah. That's not me saying that now that saying he shouldn't have got it or anything. What do you, like what do you hate him for? <laughs> Don't put me in this bracket of Leeds hating bastards. This is me. I'm not one of them, man. I, I like the, you know what I mean? Shit. No, I'm not in that bracket at all. You can leave Smarty and, and Jay in their own little Leeds hating bastard group. I'm okay sitting here away from that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like I, I, I think um, just going back to the the opening stages of the game. Would you have um, would you have kind of looked at 
the way Ailing was running meandering forward like he was a right back, would you have as a as a coach, a new coach, come in and go here, chill the fuck out, like just just run the ball out a bit. <laughs> you're not playing as a winger. You're leaving a giant hole in behind where we're we're absolutely screwed. Would would you not have picked something like that up as a as a coach and and gone look chill? You know, you're, well, we, 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 we don't know what the setup was. A little bit there. Um, like. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. But equally, you've got cock in there. Uh, and uh, if, if you think of the way that Cooper sometimes runs the ball out, Calvin just naturally seamlessly drops in. Mm. Cock is a centre-back as well as a DMC and, and, and therefore should be able to do that and not expose us so much. So I guess so. But I think there's there's a context there of you're expecting other players to react and I think that's really important is, um, I think in attack, we did see a reaction today. And I think for too long now, we've not seen the reactions in defence of something happens and players stick to their plan rather than reacting to what's happening on the pitch. Um, so I, I, I guess from, from that, it's... And, and don't get me wrong, I think that was the plan all along. Uh, but I think we're still in that position where... I, I tweeted earlier on, early on in the game of, well, I'm still not going to be able to breathe during games then. Because it, it, it just, <laughs> yeah. it, again, it, it was, it was that, it, it was that breathlessness because it was mm. uh, a basketball game. And, and actually, Jesse mentioned in his, his post match um, discussion with the press, mm. uh, he mentioned a basketball game. He didn't call that game today a basketball game. What he said was in basketball, uh, there's a lot of points scored and the better team tends to come out ahead. Uh, and then he said, I'm not saying we were the better team. Now, he plainly was, but yeah. he, he went to great lengths to say that he wasn't saying that, even though reading between <laughs> the lines he was. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, it's one of them where I think if, if, the, if the players around him react to that, then they shouldn't, we shouldn't become exposed in that manner because we can shuffle players around, players can, can drop off and, uh, and, and cover space. And I think that's the important element is that's going to take a little bit of time to adapt to because he does want them to, to be in uh, a position, a, a mindset, a context of marking the space, not not the man. So we saw, you know, we saw Firpo against Spurs being, you know, he was being led all over the pitch because he was tracking his man and that's what he'd been told to do. But it really, really becomes a difficult scenario when you're in defence and you're doing that. Um, and and I, so I think um, that, that'll take a bit of time to bed in. They're not having to unlearn everything from a three and a half year period, but they are they are having to take on board this this different approach, and I think um, I think I think where we were um, and where we are now is not too dissimilar in attack and not too dissimilar in transition. But it's that in defence when you when you're marking your man, actually you're not marking your man. You're holding your shape. Uh, you're being resilient against what's happening on the pitch and taking that approach instead. And I think that, that that's something that takes a bit of time. Um, and we also uh, I noticed that when. They had the ball, uh, just passing it around the back. We weren't as keen to press them to get the play moving again. We were very much, you know, you can have the ball there. We'll just get our shape again, and and then when we want to go into an attack mode, we seem to take a totally random shape and 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 go for it then. <laughs> like, which it, it it's not too dissimilar to what Bielsa wanted. Like, but we forced. The, the you know the, the the play from say if their keeper had it we forced it so that it was you know he had to take a pass that wasn't 
on or comfortable whereas we just let them have it this time and i think doing something like that you're with the likes of james he had all that energy built up where he's not closing down the goalkeeper to to force him to boot it long or to do something he's just letting them have it and then he's got he's you know i I felt we had a lot more energy about us today than we have over the last last while like yeah because yeah we weren't like you said furpo against spurs chasing his his man all over the pitch and as a manager if you play against the likes of what bielsa wanted for so long all you're going to do is right, you just go to your left back, your right back, and you just go, look, just you go wherever you want. Like, because if he's not on the right hand side, there's no danger coming down that way. So just he's going to follow yeah. you wherever you go. So just fuck off around there wherever you want. Like, but now yeah. it seems to be more solid and coordinated as to where players are going to be. And I don't think Leicester knew how to play against that today. Um, so that I mean, there's, there's two elements. So Roger said before the game, he knew exactly what to expect because he's played against um, Salzburg, and, and so he's played against uh, March teams in, in the past. He, he said that he knew what to expect um, and knew how they set up, and, and reflected on the fact that they do. Uh, he, he does. I think. I, I mean, he's called it zonal marking. I don't think it's necessarily zonal marking because if you think of that, what I think of is right. Okay, I'm going to have a bank of three in front of a bank of five at corners and set pieces. Uh, and we're not going to pick up a man. That's what I think of as zonal marking. What they are doing is discipline, maintaining their shape uh, and playing in that shape. And I think that that's when, when he's talking about marking the zone, marking the space, that's what they're talking about is that discipline. And that at, at that point, if if you've got runners coming through that are being tracked, we're in a better footing when it comes mm-hmm. to having numbers about the ball. I think you're right about um, one of the things I said last night because I mean there's, there's so many theories and approaches and you know we, we were all it was all conjecture nobody really knew what to expect but one of the things I reflected on and said we might see is actually you let the last last man have it but if it comes from the center back or, or the keeper out to the full back and two men press there yeah. and, and that's that's really that's that's what um that's what I saw happening quite a bit today was um uh, it went out to their right back, and James and Harrison immediately, both of them, from two directions, went to close that down. But they'd not yeah. been pushing on the on the on the last man. Um, yeah. So I think if if you are in a position where you can do that, now if their last man overlaps the right back or runs through midfield and takes the ball there, then they've beaten our press. But that's it's still risk versus reward football. So yeah. we're not getting away from that. Um, but. Well, whenever you're in a position of yeah, whenever you're a position of trying to drive things and trying to uh, disrupt an opposition, you need to have a level of risk. Otherwise, you're just letting them do whatever they want, and 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 you're going to sit in a low block and have a low risk formation. And who wants dice ball? Yeah, yeah, we we don't want to see that. You know, I think. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to labour the point. It was heartbreaking seeing Bielsa go, especially in the way that he went. But it would be even worse if our next step was to go, right, thanks for those three and a half years of, 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 of wonderful, optimistic, um, amazing football. Um, but now what we're going to do is we're going to sit in two flat banks of four. We're not going to press. We're not going to attack. And we're just going to lump it up to a forward and hope to do something with it. Yeah. That, that would that would have been disaster to us as, as, as fans. So 
I'm glad that we didn't do that. There's always got to be there's inherently there's always a bit of risk associated with trying to be expressive. Um, we we don't want to see all of that gone. It's about managing it as best you can, minimizing the risk against you while optimizing the risk against the opponent. Yeah, I I, I think so. Yeah, um, just a few notes that I took at, um, throughout the game. Um, we we touched on the ailing thing as well, but. Do you think when you I, say I, the alien thing is is that the flop? Well, no, it just not back today. <laughs> I, I I wanted to leave that for later on. That was kind of an, <laughs> sorry, pal. Uh, that's all right, man. No, I, I meant the ailing pushing out and leaving the big bit in behind. But we've already discussed that. Like, but um, I noticed Jack very hesitant today to take players on when he got the ball. In in, in some instances, not all. Um, do you, do you think is that down to form, uh, or do you think is that just what he was instructed to do today? Because I've noticed that over the last couple of games, like where he has been very hesitant once he gets into a position, unless he's running onto it and he can kind of whip it in, he's been quite hesitant to to take the man on and try and beat him. Like, what what do you do you think is that tactic today, or is it just a confidence thing? Yeah, uh, I mean, we know he's a confidence player. Uh, yeah. I mean, all all players need confidence, but some are a lot more resilient than others. I, I think that he has a lot of variance in his game because he's a very much a confidence player. Mm. Um, I think when he's on his game, you see the first game against Liverpool, you see the hat trick he got, um, and and, uh, and when he's not on his game, I think it's it's immediately obvious he doesn't lose his touch, but he does lose his influence on the game. Yeah. Um, I think, but um, if we if we consider just before he went off, um, some of the the play, um, it, he was uh, he was getting on the ball and whipping balls in. Now I think that that genuinely is uh, something that that he and and Raf might end up being asked to do. I didn't see much of it from Raf today, but I think it might be. I mean, it it might not be. Raf might be uh, asked to get on the end of those balls and and be that third man getting in there because we know that he likes two forwards. Uh, but it might be a case of Jack. You get the ball. You put it in the middle. Get it on a plate. Um, you know, we don't need to get to the byline because uh, th- there were a couple of times he just had one touch and and he were looking to swing it in in, in that sweet spot between the penalty spot and the six yard box. Um, so I, I I think that might have been something that they'd focused on is um, if we get that ball in early uh, in in that kind of uncomfortable area for the keeper. Uh, and let's see if we can build from there, or, or let's see if we can get on the end of it on the basis that um, that's that's how he's like liking our our chances of creating goal scoring opportunities. Yeah, I, I, like I, me personally, like with the likes of a play, with with the type of player Jack Harrison is, he, he's the kind of player that I would want running. Like you know the way Joffy does when he comes on, he's just like, yeah, I'm just running that. I don't give a shit. As a winger, like I, I played as a winger, not to a very high standard back home by any means at all. But the one thing that you always knew was that you knew a right back hated you running straight at them. Like the, the one thing I, I I used to do was I'd, I'd have the ball as close to my feet and his as humanly possible because if you're running at him, he's always on the back foot. And I thought that the their right back today was very much there to be had like if he'd have just had the confidence to put the ball close to him all jack has to do if the ball is close to the the defender and he's on the back foot 
Jack just has to one way or the other. He's either got a free kick, corner, throw in, potentially a penalty because he's running at the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jack In the end, they had to take him off, didn't they? Um, I yeah. think they took him off uh, after about an hour because I think I think you're right. I think we had him on toast and, and yeah. he looked very shaky, gave a lot of corners away that were unnecessary yeah. because I think he were worried and I think we were in his head. So, yeah, I think you're right. Chowdhury, yeah, I, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, so, I just think those kind of things with the likes of Jack and, and even Raf, I, we, we know he likes to go toe-to-toe all the time anyway, but to maybe be more direct rather than trying to cut inside or, or cut out. Just go straight at them. Like a defender hates facing away from their own goal because they don't know where the fuck they are. Like, like if you so running, I, I was completely the opposite of that. I didn't want to be pushed to be facing my... I was a defender. I didn't want to be pushed to be facing my own goal. I didn't want to end up running back in. I wanted you running at me because if you ran at me... I mean, bear in mind, this is... This is yeah. not not the standard, as you said. Yeah. Uh, if you're running at me, uh, if I don't get the ball, I at least stop you. Yeah, but the <laughs> other side of the coin is you don't know where you are. As long as I'm running, well, I at do because that, that that's on my positional sense as a player. Well, obviously, as your as, that... as a player, but <laughs> to, like you, you just run at players, like that's it. It's it's yeah. You know, I, 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 I do. I do. And and I think. Um, one of Harrison's strengths. I mean, his his clear strength is his his touch. His first touch is magic. Um, but um, I, I think one of his other strengths is it doesn't matter whether he's got the ball or not. He's, he's, he runs at the same pace. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of players, if they have the ball at their feet, are a lot slower than they are if they if they don't. And I think yeah. he's just about yeah, maybe, maybe slightly. But uh, I, you know, I think he's able to maintain a good level of pace while he's got the ball at his feet. And yeah, it's I I, I take your point, but. Um, I, I think for me, there might be an element of get get on the ball and then whip in um, because we saw that quite a bit in the second half before he went off. We did, yeah, but we also saw that there wasn't enough players in the right positions either. Like by the because it was nearly it was it was nearly a first time cross. He got the ball one touch out of his feet, whipped it in. Should we were still at the penalty spot? You know what I mean? It's going across. Yeah, but again, you know, uh, um, the the players are used to being in a position where we've got overlapping fullbacks and they're waiting for a ball to be cut back. Mm. So again, the, that that's, that's that's a changing yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's going to take a bit of time, but I, I certainly I wasn't disappointed with what we saw on the pitch. Um, oh, I think not. that you know, oh. the, there's there's certainly the entertainment factor still there. Um, mm. A lot of people have reflected on quite often when there's a change in um, in coach. What the first, what the incoming coach says is players aren't quite fit enough. We've got some work to do. We need another 10, 15 percent. There's absolutely no chance that that's ever going to be said about <laughs> about Bielsa going out of a team that he's had for a while. Um, yeah. So you know he's playing players that we've got uh, that are in a position where they they are fit enough. We know they're fit enough. Um, yeah. It's it's not it's not a fitness issue other than those that are injured, which is quite clearly a fitness issue. But you know what I mean. You know what I'm getting at. Um, so I, it's it's just it's just about the timing of the runs. It's about the reading of the play. It's about knowing that if if the ball is breaking to Jack Harrison as a striker, I'm expected to move myself as fast as I can towards the six yard box. Hmm. Whereas previously it might have been a right. Okay, I'm going to run on the outside of him and allow him to run inside me, and then I'm going to run around the back of him and look for a cutback and. You know, the the movements and the transitions of players in attack is is entirely different. Um, the three man so overload I, I, isn't there now. 
Well, exactly. Um, and, and I think we will still to look uh, look to overloading attack, but it won't be in the, in the same context. It, it, it might well be that uh, we're going to trust our wingers to, to, with ball retention and to get the ball in. And what we're going to do is try and overload in the centre, which actually is where the danger is. Now, what I don't want to do is anybody to hear that and think, fucking hell, Gilly's talking about just getting it in mixer. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want that either. Um but if we can get the ball in early with 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 strikers in in good positions, you know that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I I, I know what you mean, man. It, uh, I I was in the pub there earlier on, and uh, well, you do surprise half. me, Carl. <laughs> it, it it was the first half, right? And some guy was like, "Would you just hope it, will you?" And I was like. <laughs> Ah, for fuck's sake, we haven't regressed that much in a couple of days, have we? For fuck's sake. Like, no chance. No oh, chance. Jesus Christ. But anyway, yeah, um, I just want to whack up an old comment here, Gilly, um, from... Uh, Greco-Kelt? Greco-Kelt. Uh, Dallas in at right back was unnecessary and got torn a new one again, as he did against Spurs. Now we know that um it was up against a very good player today. Um, you know, Barnes has scored against us um in, in so many consecutive games now. Um yeah. so I I think um when when we consider that that he's potentially I mean creatively, so Vardy's their danger man, but creatively he's one of their strongest forces. I think um uh Dallas did have a, a, a tough ask on him right from the start today. But Equally, you expect him to kind of front up to that, and 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 I think he, he dropped a little bit short. I, I I do think that you know we've mentioned about uh, Chaldry and the fact that Arison had had the edge on him. I think the same is true of Barnes and and uh, yeah. In fact, I, I think Barnes just looked dangerous against everybody he went up against. It wasn't just Dallas, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I think that there's there's definitely truth in that statement. Yeah. Um... Another one here from Luke Thompson. How are you, Luke? Um, if the officials did the job properly and VAR did what it should, we would have had two pens. I uh, I, I think the, the the two that he's on about are the potential handball, uh, where that goes like that, and the uh, the push in the back of... Uh, no, I don't think it would have been pushing the back. I think it would have been Rodrigo being kicked about half an hour after the ball's gone. Oh yeah, that's the one. Yeah, excuse me. Um, uh, so I think um, if if we look at if we look at those two, so right from the outset, I don't want either of those to be pens. Right. I don't think they should be pens. Okay. I think it's madness that we're talking about the fact that they could be pens. Mm-hmm. At that same point, Luke is a hundred percent right. Which mm-hmm. which actually a really poor words in my mouth. We don't feel right saying Luke is right, but I'm not talking about our Luke. That's Luke Thompson. <laughs> no, no, not our Luke. Uh, I don't ever want to say that he's right, but no. Um, if you look Never at um, if you look at Chelsea and um, the penalty that Rudiger got by uh, absolutely claiming that he'd been killed by Click, uh, yeah. where the ball was still there to be won. Actually, it was it was yes. a, it was a tackle. It was a challenge where the ball was there to be won. Rodrigo had already played the ball. The ball had gone today. I think today's yeah. is worse than the one on Rudiger, and I also think that the handball today was worse than the handball given against Dallas. Now, I don't want any of those four to be pens. But if you give the ones against Leeds, you've got to give the ones for Leeds, and that's what stinks. It's that lack yeah. of consistency. And it's absolutely right. If VAR did what it should, we would have had two pens. 
in the position that um, Val was supposed to bring that consistency in. It's just failing. I don't yeah. want to end up just getting on a, a rant about no, we're that. But, we're not. but legitimately, those those decisions, if you give the others, if you give that handball against Dallas, if you give that tackle against Clake, yeah. you must give those today if, you give it, if you're being consistent. Absolutely. Like, I think uh, if... if... Far is brought in, like you said, for consistency, and it's not providing that, then it's a waste of money. Like, uh, it's as simple as that. Like, you can't can't implement new technology <laughs> and not have it being implemented yeah. correctly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so there's another one. Um, Dan James was attacking and defending. Uh, that is possibly the man of the match. Still, our inability to score cost us. Didn't deserve to lose. Penalty would have been nice. Again, yeah, sentiments that we would uh, we would definitely uh, stand by. Uh, Gilly, I want to go on to the fact that we were playing with ten men, even with eleven, for the last. Must it felt like forever? It felt like over 20, 20 minutes anyway. Um. I, I've wrote notes down here and you pretty much said the same as uh if if Bamford's fit for the bench, then he's he's fit for twenty minutes. Why not yeah, bring him or on? Or he's not fit for the bench. Yeah. Yeah, um, like, yeah well, I had a bit of a whinge on Twitter and, and a lot of people come back and say, well, a bit of PR, bit of spin, bit of a boost for the squad having him there on the bench. It's like if he's not fit to play, he shouldn't be there. You can travel with the squad if they want him in the yeah. changing rooms before and after the game and at half time you can travel with the squad. But it's, it's just it don't work. No. Not if, not it, if it, not if he's not available. If he's available and he comes on fifteen minutes to go, I think we win that game. Well but imagine, right? Tyler we'll talk about Tyler Tackle in a second that got him injured. I'm not fucking happy about that, regardless of, you know, the crack. Yeah. I think I think Bamford should have come on with 20 minutes to go uh, that's no slight on Tyler like I think we look more dangerous with Bamford on absolutely 100%, 100%. I, I, it's, it's not only but, how dangerous we look it's also the pressing that Dan James offers um, mm. is is then doubled because we've got two players that are fully capable of doing that because yeah. Bamford presses as well as anybody yeah. um, it, it's, it's how good he is on the ball because he, he is a fantastic player on the ball and yeah. you know he played like um, inside left, and and uh, you know he played um, wide of, of of a nine when he were at Middlesbrough, and, and uh, he's fully capable of that. He's a creative player. Um, look what he did at Villa when he scored the hat trick. He scored goals out of nothing as well. So no, absolutely, he, he's, he's, he has been a big loss to us. Um, and and it's the, it's the way that the other players are able to play around him because he also holds the ball up better than any of the other forwards that we've got, Ex- except it's- potentially Gellart. But, you know, he's so young, we can't rely on him. But this is the thing as well. Like, Bamford runs the channels when we don't have players far enough up the pitch. And we we don't, like, I, I don't think Jaffe has actually had the time or the opportunity to be able to show that he can do that, really, because yeah. we've kind of wanted him on the pitch to just run at people. But you, yeah. you, you're right in what you're saying. He can do that. He has that strength to do that. Um, But... If you have like again, just if you have Bamford on the pit on the bench, put him on the pitch. Simple as that. I I, th- I think you're worse off if if you've got him on the bench and he's not fit to play at all. You're worse off if you need him than if he was never there. 
Mm. By not playing him, you're worse yeah. off than 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 having the boost of him being on the bench. I, I I don't get it at all. I really don't. Genuinely don't myself. Like I think it's a bit bonkers, to be fair. And oh, hang on, Carl. Um, uh, this 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 is one that you'll like. I just want to bring oh, one up. One comment here. There shouldn't be pens. No, this is why VAR and officials should be foreign. There's an idea. There you go. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. No. no I, I. I mean, I. I agree because. Um, I think it was, you know, you, you were talking about French football potentially and, and um, well, our officials going and officiating their games and, and theirs coming and doing our games, uh, certainly in the top flight, on the, on the principle that you, you're always going to get officials officiating games that they support one or other of the teams in because yep. they don't get into football as a career if they don't love it. And how yep. do you get into football as a career and love football without having an affinity to a team, it, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree with that. Who's the guy that refed our game there against Spurs? He, he's a fucking Newcastle fan, and there's a photo <laughs> of him out in the pub. Yeah, I saw the picture. With the Newcastle jersey on, you're like, I'm sorry, like, but if someone comes to me and goes, it's not financially feasible for this to happen, UEFA rob fans blind. They have the fucking money... <laughs> To do it, you rotate all the best officials, linesmen, referees. You rotate them from every country around Europe's top leagues: France, Holland, Germany, Spain, Italy, England, Scotland. That's it. And, but but you, know, <laughs> but you know what I mean. That you can't have like like. Are you telling me if there was? English officials refereeing in in Italy, that all that shit would have happened, that Juventus would have got away with fucking bribing all them referees. Are you well, exactly. Me if, yeah. If it was an English ref one week, a Spanish ref the next, a French the next, a Dutch the next, German the next, are you telling me they would have gotten away with that? No one would have gotten away with that. You're taking corruption. Yeah, it doesn't happen, does it? As much as anything else, but yeah, it, it need something like that needs to be done. You ever have the money? They send refs all over the, all over Europe when it's Champions League. What's the fucking difference? What's the difference? If if someone can comment in there now and tell me what the difference is, I'll I'll hold my hands up. But the, the there needs to be neutrality with referees. I'm sorry, I'm going on a fucking rant here now. And <laughs> <laughs> it, there there needs to be some neutrality with referees, and you're not getting it with Premier League referees at all. Mike Riley. Jimmy, or is it Mike Riley? No, Mike, Mike, Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. nail on head when he was chatting about him. Loves to be the centre of attention. Why? Yeah, he does. He does. fucker knows him. If you have a yeah. French referee in there, you don't know anyone. Fucking what? <laughs> I mean, it was um, it was Parson that was our um, our ref against Spurs. And I think he was the one that sent off strike as well in the Liverpool game. Um, you know, well, just clapped. really well, true. Um, <laughs> but but um, you know that that in itself just shows how weak a, a referee he is because he was massively influenced by Klopp there. Um, yeah. so you know, I, I, yeah, I fully get the point, and I, you know that's why I brought it up. Is actually it's pertinent to the conversation we've had already, and will give us a a, a better experience. Uh, I think that there's yeah. there's a couple of others. Um, so Gordon's point: no big hole in midfield today. You know, we're still missing Calvin. We didn't have Farshaw on, and it still felt better in midfield, even up against what is 
a quality midfield. You know, it still yeah. didn't feel like we were, we were being overrun. Now, they didn't utilise their midfield very much. No, um, we, we said they, yeah, Shelley joined uh, a bit late. Sorry, a bit late on. Positive performance and more solid today. Just need to put the ball in the net, really. Feeling hopeful. Would like to think we're turning the oil tank around now. Certainly felt differently, didn't it? It did. It 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 felt like every time they attacked that they weren't going to score mm. with every attack. You yeah. Know? So, like there was a bit of ping pong here and there for a few kind of corners that were put in and then it was lumped clear or whatever, but there was never any. I didn't have that fear of Jesus Christ they're on the break here. Now we weren't being dominated. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we weren't. We not being dominated. I think no. when when you look, I mean, you, you look at Spurs' attack, and they've got Kane and they've got so. I mean, they've only got two players, uh, yeah. but they're both in attack and and, and they're both monsters. You know, they're, yeah. they're brilliant, and I think they're now record holders for the amount of goal involvements that two forwards have had in the Premier League era. Um, yeah. So you know it is it is difficult to manage players at that level, and we could have had all of our squad available, and those forwards are able to do what those mm-hmm. forwards did against us. You know that's how good they are. But at the same point, it it, it feels different. You know it, yeah. it 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 felt like they waltzed through us, um, and it didn't today. And it, you know yeah. it, we weren't as flat. Um, I think that. The energy levels never really subsided, but the way that they were going about it and the sharpness kind of felt different again today. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it felt like um, the players were... I don't want to say re-energised, because I think that's been a bit unfair, um, but, but they, they did. They seemed a bit more of a zip about them. Yeah. I I, I, I can't disagree with that now, to be fair. like it, Even though they've only had a couple of days, they did seem... They, they seemed a bit more tuned in today, and that's no slight on Anthem previously. Like, but they did seem, you know, a bit more tuned in. What's what's Toby there? Yeah, What's just just uh, so Toby Rowan joins us. Uh, welcome along. Uh, the whole refereeing situation stinks. I think it's corruption rather than inconsistent. They are very constant. I think we must be consistent uh, when it comes to the bigger teams. Now that that's that's why I've shared that because that's an additional layer that we've not touched on already. If yeah. you think of uh, what we're given against us with Rudiger, it's because it was Chelsea more than anything else. Yeah, but in the reverse fixture last year, where or not? Well, yeah, last year where we played them at Stamford Bridge, Ian Paveda inside yeah. the box gets clipped, doesn't go Nothing. down. Yeah. And then he has uh, kind of a, an off-balance shot and the ref goes, you had advantage. It's like, hold on, mate. Hold on. <laughs> That's a fucking peno. He's clipped him. Just Look at Dan James last enough. week. Yeah, just because he's honest enough not to go down. Dan That's James got up last week instead of rolling around going, he's broken exactly. my leg. And, um, and, and the same and with Bamford. Season yeah. against Southampton where he, was, he actually questioned the ref. He was like, why is that not a penalty? And the ref goes, you didn't go down. And Bamford goes, you want me to cheat then? <laughs> and the ref walked away. And you're like, what the fuck? Answer the question. Answer, yeah, the question. answer the question, you fucker. You fucking um, like. So a question Sorry. from Shelley there. Did, did, did VAR even look at the Rodrigo foul? Uh, the commentary team said they had and that they cleared it because they, there was a pause in play. They didn't restart straight away. So they did look at it and still didn't give it. <laughs> You've that got a laugh. Again, there's the inconsistency. That's yeah. it. You know? 
But yeah. if that was a, a, a top six side, he'd have got that. Uh, they, they, he'd they, have got that all day. Just give it. Give it. It's, it's, it's absolutely fucking bonkers. Like. Um, <laughs> so, um, go, oh, go on, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on um, the fact that, was it uh, Diamante, was it? Uh, Diamante? That, or what's his name? He flattened. Uh, he flattened. Uh, Ndidi. Ndidi, that's the bad end. <laughs> Diamante's the fake diamonds that you find on <laughs> shit clothes yeah, I'm, and I'm fake jewelry. I'm definitely not, not looking at shit clothes anyway. That's for sure. And for the fuckers, like. Um, so yeah, Ndidi, he should have been sent off twice, in my opinion. Twice. We don't get them. We don't get no, them. I, I, I'm <laughs> just bringing it up because I'm a bitter prick. Um, he should have been sent off. That was like that. That that that's a hundred percent foul on on Tyler on the edge of the box. It's a hundred percent. I agree. He, and and we got nothing. <laughs> Do you get yeah. We got an injured player <laughs> for twenty minutes. That's all we got out of it. It was like what the fuck. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 there's no more comment to say it was a foul uh, it should have been at least a booking and we got nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right I just I'm fed up with it Gilly man I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> fed up with it like yeah, I just it's it, like when you when you're going to games whether you're watching them on the TV or going to the games the frustration is always the same but it's worse when you don't go to a game and watch it on TV because you have the benefit of replays and that just winds you up way, way more. <laughs> way more. <laughs> and like it's just ah fuck it. Like I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know. I'm I just ranting now at this stage in the day, giddy man, but yeah. Look, at the end of the day, it was a positive game. We 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 did yeah. play quite well. There yes, was, we did. You know, we're just nitpicking really, and 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 wondering, you know. Well, we are. Do you know what? Uh, in, in terms of looking at the stats and so on, shared some last night. Um, in fact, the banners might still be there. Um, we are in a position. I mean, actually, Daka being dropped to the bench was a surprise to me. He scored uh, five and got an assist in his last six home games. Um, but, you know, I could have had a knock, could have had anything. But this one interested me. Leeds are unbeaten in the last five league games away to Leicester, one, winning two and drawing three. So, actually, we've lost one, won two and drawn three. That's still a pretty good record. Yeah, it's a shame. It's not, not an easy side to play though. against. Well, <laughs> true. But, um, you know, they're, they're not an easy side to play against. And I think that we, um, uh, we did play well. I think there's a lot of positives that we can take out of the game. Uh, some of the replies on on the, uh, used to be the six or six forum. I, I don't know what it's called now. It might just be B, BBC Sport, but um, you know, there's comment comments in there because it's it's an open forum. It's not a Leeds forum, so you know, yeah. you get uh, well losing one nil is a massive improvement for Leeds and st stuff like that. Uh, but there's a lot of positivity out there as well. You know, um, Leicester aren't a pushover. They're not a bad side. They've got um, finances that have been spent. They've got some good players in there. They've got some dangerous players in there. Um, Vardy is quality we know his quality and yeah. they've been on a poor run but then he came back in him and Madison came on I think it was 75 minutes or something scored on 80 scored on 90 um, yeah. uh, uh, so Vardy got an assist and a goal in the last 10 minutes of a game uh, that otherwise they would have gone on to draw 0-0 with Burnley 
you know, they, they are massive players for them. And I think that, that that's a pretty big deal. And the fact that they've been on a really poor run and then he's come back in and they've won two games on the bounce is not a fluke. Is it? Fuck, no way. They're, look, they're, they're a good side. They've got good, good players. Like, But they're going, yeah. like you said, they're going through a bit of a slump at the moment. But they were still there for the take. No, well, they, they were going through a slump. That's and said, they're yeah, not they're playing well. Yeah. yeah, but but Vardy come back comes back in and they pick up six points out of six. It's yeah. not it's, you know it, that's not a fluke. That's how important he is to them. Until he came on against Burnley, they were yeah. shit. Like that's what I'm saying. It, it just because it peters out to a nil nil draw, um, and and they get nothing from it, and instead he, right. he's played a hundred minutes out of hundred eighty, and he's won them two games. Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't win them the game today, but he that's the influence he has being back in yeah. the side. And look, that's the difference. Little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> that <face> bastard. Uh, <laughs> but just on a, you know, a lighter note, where after today's results, we're still in the position we're in. Yeah, so I've got the results in front of me. I just run through them. Um, so Villa beat Southampton 4-0. Yeah. Chelsea beat Burnley 4-0 away. Newcastle beat Brighton at home 2-1. Uh, Norwich did get one goal against Brentford uh, late on, I think it was. They they lost 3-1 at home to Brentford. Uh, and Palace beat Wolves 2-0 at Wolves, which I think is the surprise of the day because Wolves have been flying. I think it is as well, but then you have Liverpool. Oh, it was an Ivan Tony hat-trick. Oh, so they've still only one player. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick question. How do you reckon... The next two games are going to go, man. Just before we finish up, like, um, so as we've said, a lot of positives to take out of that game today. I think from from um, if, if we look at um, the way that um, we've responded after four days worth of training with the under the new regime, um, I think you know the um, the Villa result today was a bit of a surprise. Southampton have been pretty good this season, um, but. Um, and I fucking hate Thursday night games. I really do. They're really frustrating. And then it's Sunday, early Sunday afternoon for Norwich game. But equally, I do expect us to pick up points there. And I think um, the way that we're going to play now, I think, lends itself to beating Villa. So I don't know how their game's gone today. I only know the score. Uh, yeah. But they've got that shit bastard in central defence that will be pressuring. And, you know, I'll love to see. And do you know what? If Bamford plays against them as well, he always plays well against them. So yeah. I think, I think it might be, it might be a close game against Villa. I think our fancy is to get a result. It might be a draw rather than a win. And then I think that we thump Norwich. Yeah. I, uh, well, I was, uh, I was going to say, I think maybe four points, but it might not be in the kind of way you'd think it get the four points. You think you draw against Norwich? I, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Just no, don't hang know. on a minute. Which way around do you think it's going to be then? Well, you know, I mean, I've Four got points my, against Villa. I've, I've, yeah, why not? They fucking owe us for that soft goal, the pricks. <laughs> uh, no, I, I genuinely, uh, I, I, I think we definitely get four points from these next two games. Uh, I, I think I think we've got a big job to do on Coutinho, and I think if if you take Coutinho out of the game and you pressure a very very wobbly defence, mm. um, I think that that, that um, there's uh, there's a lot of benefit to be had out of that game. In fact, fuck it, yeah. we're going to hammer them both, and we're going to take six points from six. 
There you go. That's the way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking that the Villa I've game... I've talked way around. <laughs> yeah, you've talked yourself around there in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, uh, I, I, I genuinely thought that the uh, the Villa game was probably going to be the... without. I'm not saying easier of the games. I, I mean, as in um, mentally, that's the kind of game that we want to play. But the game against Norwich is going to be... I think it's going to be a tougher game because they're going to want it as much as we are, whereas Villa will want it as much as we want it, but I think that's a more even contest, whereas against Norwich, I, anything can fucking happen, because we're both... Uh, we're two yeah, but they've been spanked. The yeah, but yeah, to equally, they've been spanked at home by Brentford today, who were in exactly the same position as well. I know, yeah, but Jesus Christ, how many times have we said before, do we not learn anything? Like, if they were spanked last <laughs> week by such and such and such, oh, no, but, no, but the reason is because it's going to be a different game in 2020. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> no, but, but what you're saying is because they're down there in a similar context to us, that it's yeah. going to be a more difficult game. But Brentford yeah. were only one point ahead of us before their game today. So they're down yeah. there with us as well. Yeah, but we, we've also lost as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, it's just going to be a difficult game, I think. I think that the Norwich game is probably going to be the more difficult of the two, in my opinion. That's, again, just my opinion. But I think that's the, the more, the one we'd need to be more on the ball about, really. <laughs> I'm saying okay. nothing else. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm saying else. So you keep no going. predictions from you then? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I thought you might just stray into it. You must be a client. I thought you might just stray into it. <laughs> That's why I stopped talking. What are you doing? <laughs> she don't know at this stage when I ramble off and then just start to, you know, fade out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> um, Yeah, so I, I, I think we've covered it there. Have we got any uh, any more comments that maybe want to uh, pop up? Uh, well, yeah, to- Toby's just said... Uh, so are we staying up? I got my hopes up with Jesse coming in now properly deflated. Now I was the entire opposite. I was really supremely confident we were staying up. And then uh what happened happened last week. Um and uh, um and and instantly I thought, well, fucking hell, then we're down. Um having seen what I've seen today, I don't think we are. No, I think we're fine. I think we will be fine. Definitely. I like I, I, I've always said at no point over the course of the season, I've never said anything other than we'll be grand. It's like all those people who said our first season in, we take 17th. Yeah, we sound, you know, last day of the season, 17th. Yeah, yeah. You're all wearing nappies if it's the last day of the season because your arse <laughs> fall out. Um, but if, if, I, we're I, still, if we're still under threat on last day of the season, we're playing Brentford. <laughs> they're Look, likely to be as well we cannot afford to be going into that game needing points we Look, can't do it <laughs> Look, four clear in the last day that's it that's yeah it. four clear in the last day that's it that's what we need fine <laughs> absolutely fine do me. <laughs> four, four clear in the last day Bielsa at Ellen Road for the last game of the season life's fine Jesus fuck Christ fine <laughs> Fine, I'm drunk. Fuck it, let's finish this shit. Before I say something I might regret. <laughs> one thing we haven't mentioned is, um, except for one unlucky member um, of, of the podcast that did submit a video, 
Um, there were quite a few familiar faces that were broadcast on international TV before the game. Was, yeah. There we go. That Let's was go nice, wasn't it? It's nice to see your face <laughs> on telly, hey? <laughs> it was. It was, it, it, it was wonderful. And um, uh, just wanted to point out, I'm wearing one of Renda's shirts as well. She's a bit of a legend. So Yes, you are. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, it was, it was it was nice to see. My little boy was watching it with me beforehand, so uh, really? that was nice. Seeing his dad hey. on telly. <laughs> uh, that's the stuff, isn't it? That's the stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Uh, yeah, sorry, Luke. <laughs> sorry, Luke. Did you send it to the right number? Um... <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, I think so. The guy that he sent it to said it was a good video, and he asked him about the shirt, and he said, oh, "I love, I love the yeah. Newell's link." Um, but the editors looking at that, not really understanding the link, maybe or whatever, sees that it's a red shirt in the Leeds video, and maybe thinks, nah, "Not sure about that." But that, that's the one red shirt in the world, other than maybe England, that we can be all right with as Leeds fans because we've got that link with them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's our get-out-of-jail card for wearing anything red. Newell's. Newell's, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we, we, we can mention it now because it only happened last night. Luke has been absolutely ripped a new one for calling the scum what he called the scum. <laughs> That it was, was a lot so of fun. good, man. When when I saw it, I was like, "Ah, oh. that was a lot of fun." It was this little weight that just kind of fell off my shoulders. Every, every opportunity he gets, he's like, "You call them fucking man," and you're like, "Sorry, man." Keep Last man standing. Last, Last man standing. standing. <laughs> At least if you know the in the, the group chat there, there was like a forfeit is maybe needed. At least he'll be fucking in it. <laughs> Sorry, Luke, man. Just you know, you had it coming. Like. <laughs> Look, um, we'll we'll I, we'll finish it there, Gilly man. Uh, nearly been an hour there. Of talking absolute waffle, which is great. <laughs> it's great. Love it. Love it. Um, we've got uh, BNC for um, Villa on Thursday coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, is it? No, Thursday, isn't it? No, we'll have oh, main pod yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, and then we'll have B&C like... Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Main pod Tuesday, BNC Thursday night. Uh, be a late one Thursday night. So if you're driving home, Drive safe, well, sometimes, yeah. So sometimes we um uh, we push that to the following day if it's a, a late kickoff. So uh, it depends on who on who's hosting and how professional they are. Yeah, but if it's a good <laughs> result, you might want to get on top of it straight away. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep but an eye we'll out. Let people know in advance. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out on the socials. All right, that's the one. Uh, uh, but yeah, look, thanks for uh, joining us and and the interactions there again tonight, Gilly. Appreciate you coming along, man. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on uh, Tuesday. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.